Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special guest today, Pete Nelson. Actually, it says Pete Nelson in my uh, email, but do you go by Peter? Yeah, dude, I, it's it's up to you, but a lot of a lot of guys like to call me Pete. The women like to call me Peter, I guess. Yeah, I don't I it's it's the brevity for me, to be honest. I don't like wasting too much time on yeah. that second syllable. Um, oh, for sure. I, I agree. I super agree. busy. So you're the founder of uh Sizu Sana, um, yep. which I think a lot of our people probably heard about. Um yep. but before we get into that, let's talk about your background. T- tell me about, you know, where you came from, what you do. Yeah, yeah. So Grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, was born in 1995, so 28 years old, um, definitely a blue-collar family, blue-collar upbringing, went to public school, uh, played basketball my entire life, uh, and I got, you know, fortunately, a full ride for Army ROTC, plus I got a, a nomination to West Point, and I knew that service was the way to go. You know, growing up in a military family was just obviously like a high value of ours to, you know, do our do our service and spend time. And I ended up taking the Army ROTC scholarship in conjunction with doing college basketball. Realized real quick how difficult trying to balance all that plus civil engineering was going to be. So I ended up transferring from University of Kentucky and this other small private school down there while I was doing enrolled uh, to the University of Akron where I met my wife the first night. Asked her to be my girlfriend that first night I met her. Um, We've got two kids now. We've been married for five years. But um, so what was kind of wild was that I had gotten uh what just maybe like a semester away from commissioning you know a commissioning class of 12 in the army um and then they found out about a lot of my concussions that i had concealed uh on my medical and so i got medically rolled and i was trying to figure out what i was going to do in life so i became a personal trainer i didn't know what else to do and then i kind of claimed climbed the ranks at this local gym ended up becoming the manager and then owning it and we scaled it from 30 members to 400 plus members um, during the time that I was there. And that was, um, what actually two weeks ago, now that I sold my equity in that gym out here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and then along the way, we had this idea of doing sauna and sauna kind of came about as a necessity for us to be able to enhance recovery within our athletes. But we realized that for us to have the best impact, um, and be able to change the most amount of lives, we had to go into manufacturing ourselves. Mm. And that's what we ended up doing is so we have an entire Amish work team or workforce that handcrafts every single sauna, all of our, all the wood that we source, all the cedars from Idaho, it's shipped into Ohio. uh, And then we ship from there created. And so this started in August this past year, and it's truly been life changing, not just for like the people that are, you know, buying and investing in our saunas, but also the team that we have built with Sisu, because a lot of what we do is like, yeah, the profit's great, but we try to do as much good with the profit as we can. And so we really give in toward mental health with veterans and active duty, because that's a huge thing just for me personally, because I've seen some of the worst in the, in the military. And then also those um, uh, ca- uh, people with cancer mm. and being able to help fund for their medical costs. So that's uh, that's part of our CSU impact initiative. Um, and then like one last thing I would say is you know, a large part of my upbringing with my dad has been ultra running. I got, started ultra running when i was 17 my dad was 48 and my dad's a legend when he started running ultra marathons at 48 he actually quit chain smoking and since then he's run 140 ultra marathons a greater distance 
and I've ran 25 or so. And I've just found that that, uh, that challenge, that frequent challenge and, you know, putting it onto the schedule keeps you real honest. And also it's a good reminder too, to, uh, you know, you have to earn, uh, you have to earn your reward. You have to earn that sensation. You have to earn that accomplishment. And so that's a real big thing for me. <clears throat> um, I don't know how you run for that long. Not because, okay. of, not because of how physically difficult it is, because I, uh, I was in the 82nd airborne and you just run all the time, right? Like five miles oh, every day it. through the fucking sand and, and shit like that. But, um, I, I think, it provided you stay, you know, hydrated and full of electrolytes, your body, if you're in good shape, will just keep going until you tell it to stop. Right. But that's the thing, right? You got it. Most people are just like, what, what the fuck's the point of this? I'm not doing this anymore. So I wonder yeah. like, how do you, I, I've asked everybody this. I've asked Cam Haynes this. He actually does what I do, which is he does math in his head. Like he looks out at stuff, counts like, Oh, it's going to take me this amount just to distract yourself from what's going on. What do you do? Cause it's boring as shit. <laughs> I uh, I feel like that's like a two part question almost. I think that there's a huge misconception that when people run, it has to be super difficult. You mm-hmm. should be completely out of breath. Um, you should be like completely exhausted by the end. I think that people, you know, put that up there as like that's what I need to attain. But rather, it should be slow enough to where you're able to maintain conversation mm-hmm. uh, with ultra endurance running. Otherwise, your heart rate's going to jack up. So that's one thing. I think that people just need to slow down a little bit more. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting you say that because I was talking to a uh, I was talking to a doctor who primarily works on um, keeping special operators fit, right? And yeah, uh, so yeah. the the latest and greatest research we have on that stuff is that these soul crushing workouts that we like to do are actually not as beneficial as we thought, right? We're kind of fucking ourselves up a little bit yeah. by doing that doing that stuff. It's totally dose dependent. Mm. Uh, Obviously, if you're a world-class athlete, you're going to have to train at higher intensities, but you're also fueling and recovering better than that you know, general population. But what we're finding for longevity and just gen pop about two to three times a week of like an actual high intensity effort. And then the rest should be like very sustained aerobic uh, conditioning, like 60 to 70% of your uh, max heart rate. So something that's very conversational, that's where we're finding the best bang for your buck. Um, but to answer like kind of the second part of your question, you completely hit the nail on the head. The way that Cam goes about it is compartmentalizing. And so when you're doing the compartmentalization of like, let's say I'm going out to run 100 miles, I'm not thinking about 100 miles. I'm thinking about the next aid station. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say that's three to four to five miles out. Like, how can I get myself from point A to point B and just focus on the next step? So I think like when you break it down to smaller tasks, it's just much easier to attain the big task. Yeah, and that's the case. I mean, that's what Scrum is, right? Like if you're a project management person, instead of looking at the entire project, you're trying to, you know, uh, I guess create modules if you're talking about programming logic. But that, yeah, that that's that's how I assume most people do it. But I some people just seem to like running, which is uh, that makes me want to call the police, to be honest. <laughs> I uh, You might have to call the police on me then. Yeah. I, I, I definitely enjoy running. I think that there's some solitude with it. It's almost like a form of meditation, right? Where like I'm, I'm unplugged. I don't have my phone with me. Mm-hmm. I've got you know two kids under two. Um, I've got a couple businesses, so it's it's my way to be able to just un- unwind. But also sometimes some of my best, most creative thoughts happen across that run. And a lot of times when when my run's done, I'll like write down a note of like, hey, this was a good idea. Maybe I need to delegate that out, or like maybe we need to do it now. Mm-hmm. But that's just something that I found to be super advantageous. And you said your dad, um, he's done 
uh, what? hundred? How many? 140. 140. So it's 14,000 yeah. miles, basically. It, depending on the yeah, depending on the length of the uh, the length of the race. So he um, he's such a savage. So he just turned 60. He actually got diagnosed with cancer in October. It was tongue cancer. Mm. So he smoked, chain smoked from 18 to 48. Found out that he had tongue cancer. They removed half of his tongue. Um, had a graft skin, veins, recreated tongue, and then he had a violent stroke after. And that stroke, I was in front of him while it happened. And they had a catheterize to the top of his head, open up his brain stem. And um, he was supposed to be basically paralyzed for how violent of a stroke it was. But uh, last week he ran a half marathon and he's just back at it. I, so him and I, this is going to be an amazing moment but in march of this coming year we're going to be going down to antarctica together with a group of runners and we're going to run an ultra marathon in antarctica so it'll be a two-week trip wow being... yeah well that's a lot of stuff for a dude that just uh you know had a fucking stroke i guess um <laughs> dude you're telling me man yeah it's... he's uh something man i guess you just can't get away there's no way for you to call in sick at this point right no, yeah. When you're 60 years old and you're a savage like him, uh, you're not calling in sick, man. You're, well, I mean, for you, like you, oh, for me? what are you, what are you gonna <laughs> oh, like? Yeah. If he calls you up and says, "Hey, let's go for a run," you're like, "Ah, I'm not really feeling like it today." It goes, oh yeah, that reminds me, reminds me of the time I had a cancer stroke. You little <laughs> yeah. bitch, dude. dude yeah. There, uh, you're gonna laugh. My first ever ultra with him. It was like I didn't train at all for it. It was like mile 16 of like a 32 mile ultra. And um, I wanted to quit, and he's like, "Get up, you big pussy! You're gonna let your four-year-old <laughs> dad beat you." And I, dude, I cracked up because I was like, "Man, he just put me in my place." So yeah. I was like, "All right, we have to keep going." But yeah, I still say, you know, it stays true to this day. Um, I'm never gonna say no to him, uh, and uh, it's just one of those things where uh, I hope to be like half the man that he is, truly. Yeah, he sounds like a pretty incredible dude. So tell me about uh, Cizu. Tell me about how you started this company. Well, first yeah, tell me so, what the company is and the products you provide, then tell me how you started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Sisu um, or Sisu Sauna is a barrel sauna, Amish handcrafted barrel sauna company uh, currently as it as it sits uh, here in Ohio. We started up in August of this past year. And we originally, before manufacturing, started off as a hobby on the side, like I was alluding to before, to be able to enhance athletes' recovery. And we found out through this, elite a Canadian sauna manufacturer that there was no dealer in Ohio uh, doing this. And so we got the rights to Ohio to be able to sell saunas. And as you can imagine, Ohio isn't, you know, in LA or a California or a New York or a Texas where there's a bunch of expendable income. So like we were getting like one sale a month and, you know, like if you're making three grand on a sauna, you know, 15, 1500 bucks extra is great. But this was also in line with uh, COVID. And so there was an 18 month period up until August of last year when we hit the ground running with our manufacturing where we didn't have a single sauna sale. And so it was becoming extremely, I was becoming extremely disinterested. My business partner was becoming disinterested and we ran a trail run one morning and we both agreed that it was probably best to dissolve the dealership and um, just go about our separate ways. And then 10 minutes later on the same run, we both agree like, wait a second, there's an actual problem here in the sauna and recovery space. Nobody's doing it truly the right way. Nobody's using the right heater or the getting a heater that's hot enough. Uh, the lead times are way too long, like three, four or five, even sometimes 11 months for a sauna. Like we could bring that way down. Uh, the craftsmanship's gotta be on point. There's a lot of things. 
And so we, 10 minutes later on that run, we were like, let's go into manufacturing. So we got the idea. We found the, the right community. The Amish community is just so passionate about this project now here in Ohio. And it's become a huge talking point within their community. And so we hit the ground right on August 1st. I still remember like the first, that, that first sale that we got, it was like truly, um, it was like an emotional experience because it was like, dude, I just went through 18 months of like trying to get this thing off the ground nothing happened. And then the manufacturing, it came into play and we got the right market and we started getting some incredible ambassadors on the brand that were using our product and also pushing the product. And that's what made the big difference. So August one hit, we started selling them and then the sales started to increase and then we started pouring more fuel on the fire and also giving back to those that you know helped us along the way or people that like truly need sauna in their lives to be able to help out with their medical or mental health conditions and so now when you fast forward a year later it's been like a, an amazing life-changing experience not just for the team myself but also the people that are investing in our saunas and how did you uh end up hooked up with the amish community on this <laughs> it's a pretty interesting story yeah, yeah, yeah. So and say whatever you I, want because they're not going to see this. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing but amazing things to say about them. Mm. I live here on the west side of Cleveland, um, which is the opposite side of, uh, I guess you could say, Cleveland to where the Amish live. Mm. But we got connected through this Finnish builder, and this Finnish builder, uh, his dad's like a first generation Finn, like sauna's a way of life, and then the second gen Finn, who's now our manufacturing partner. Uh, Mark Polari, he actually owned a company five years prior called Sisu Designs, which was an Amish made furniture company. Um, you know, sauna has been like huge in his life and in his upbringing. And so when we were giving him this idea and, you know, trying to partner on this incredible project together, uh, there was just so many stars that were aligning. And um, like the last piece of the puzzle that he didn't really tell us until after was that he's got, you know, 12 Amish uh workers that are so diligent that are expert craftsmen that do like these super intricate like millwork cabinetry projects but they're looking for like that next big thing mm -hmm. and so when we brought the idea to them we sat down went through the model got it dialed in and i would say we we're like 55 plus iterations later of our barrel sauna uh of like all the little changes since that first one um like the, the process is super dialed in. So when somebody purchases a sauna from us, they ship within three to four weeks. And so like every sauna is made to order. We want to continue to make that like personal uh, like feeling when somebody buys the order, or when, when they buy a sauna. Uh, we start off with a, a, a six person sauna or a six to eight person sauna, I should say. And then we, op then we uh, uh, at Black Friday of last year, ended up pulling the trigger on a two to four person smaller sauna that's been our main seller. And then we added two more SKUs this year, which was our outdoor shower, which has been a great complement to people's like cold plunging mm. sauna experiences. Uh, and then we also like three days ago, just released our wood fired sauna. So it's like this 300 pound like container of rock in there. You stoke it with wood and it gets super hot. Sweet. Yeah. I've been in uh, I mean, that's kind of like a Swedish one, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. More of like a, uh, a Finnish one Finnish. Than, than anything. Yeah. 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 But like okay. the Scandinavian countries out there, I mean, they saunas like that there's, there's a stat up in Finland that for every two people, uh, there's one sauna, oh, which yeah. is incredible, but it's also like the happiest nation in the world. So I mean, and the other super interesting thing is that it's always cloudy up there. So you can't like give me the bullshit that <laughs> it's, you know, the sun's going to make you like actually happy. 
right yeah well i mean vitamin d definitely is important but you get vitamin you get vitamin d whether there's clouds or not that's that's people don't understand how science works unfortunately uh speaking of that let's talk about um what are you know the the fitness and health community is always rife with uh grifting nonsense uh, and fad diets and fad workout, all this other shit, right? Guys um, at the wall, man. Yeah, but it's like the cold plunge thing and the and the sauna thing uh, seem to be the latest popular thing to talk about. Which means there probably is something to it, but it also means uh, that you should be very suspicious, right, of the of the company you, you buy things it. from, because there's a lot of assholes just trying to capitalize on the fact that it's popular right now. So first. Mm-hmm. Let's go into what it is the sauna does for the for the for a human being. Why what sell the product to me, but do it yeah, do it in yeah. a way that makes me want to fucking nerd out about it because that's what this audience wants to hear. I'll keep it in layman's terms because there's so much research about it. So there's two types of saunas. There's infrared sauna and there's traditional sauna. What we're finding out from the research is that traditional sauna gives you the most robust like physiological effects. So for infrared sauna, it doesn't get hot enough. It gets you around 160 degrees and it's an indirect heat from like the, like these infrared wavelengths. So it actually heats your body up internally, not necessarily the room. So you have to be able to sit in the sauna for like 45 to 60 minutes to get like a really good sauna session in versus traditional sauna therapy, which has been around for thousands of years dating back to, you know, um, I think it's like, uh, maybe 3000 years ago, they were actually utilizing sauna with animal skins in a room, mm. uh, that was actually quote unquote, the hospital. And when, what you would do is you'd go into this room and you would sweat out your viruses. So they would, they would create, uh, a fire and then above the fire would be rock and the rock heats the room. And so this is like how they would just try to get people better. And then a lot of research that is coming out now for sauna is showing some incredible benefits. And there's, it's kind of like an end all be all to like, there's really no bias in sauna. It's just whatever you think it's going to, uh, whatever, uh, you're trying to get sauna to, you know, affect whether that's your athletic performance, your aerobic performance, your immunity, your anxiety, it's, it's there. So it's decreasing anxiety. It's increasing mood. It's improving sleep, getting people to sleep longer and get into deeper REM cycles. Uh, it's improving aerobic performance by actually stimulating that 60 to 70% threshold of your max heart rate. So like that zone two training that more people need to be in, it's bringing people together in a relationship side because nobody could really use their phone in these hot traditional saunas, like the ones that we're making, because it gets so hot, it would overheat your phone. So you're getting genuine interaction, uh, while you're in the sauna, um, you're able to increase growth hormone. So it's huge for athletes that let's say they're in mid season and they can't get two to three strength sessions in a week, but they only want to get one a week. This is actually able to preserve the muscle mass and the three dimensional structure of the protein. Um, and then the other thing too, like, again, that, that I really believe in is like the mental health side of things. So it actually stimulates BDNF, which is the brain derived neurotropic neurotropic factor which is absolutely like imperative for like cognitive function and also mental resiliency. So when you look at, uh, when you look across like the broad structure, uh, the broad, uh, spectrum, the data shows that you have to be in a room at least at 176 degrees plus. So that's traditional sauna. That's again, coils or, uh, wood, uh, and fire heating up rocks and the rocks heat in the room. You cannot get that in infrared. So when you look at the marketing side of things, and this is what you hinted at earlier, uh, I've got a big issue with infrared sauna because there's not enough research showcasing why infrared is actually advantageous versus traditional sauna therapy. 
um, because again, it just doesn't get hot enough to be able to release all of those amazing effects on your physiological and biological uh, cells and systems. Now, uh, I'm told there are quite a few cardiovascular benefits from this, and it kind of makes sense. Obviously, I mean, one, if you're heating up, your body is heating up, which means, you know, stuff's moving around more. I assume that's mostly due to circulation, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, blood flow is king. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly. So when, uh, when you're increasing the temperature of the room, your body is going to thermal thermoregulate, which means that your body temp is going to go up. So when your body temp goes up, you're going to have blood flow and circulation occurring. Um, if there's one thing in the U S that people need more than anything right now is they need to be sweating more. Uh, they need to get their heart rate up and they need to be able to get that like more consistent stimulation. That's why I think sauna is so important. Um, and why I think it's a pretty low barrier for entry, because if there's one thing Americans love to do, it's is that they love to sit and for them to be able to just go and sit in a hot sauna, it could start a, a cascade of, of other awesome, positive health, um, uh, advantages. So like if I could get somebody to go sit in a sauna for 20 minutes it may trigger them to be like, maybe I should eat healthy. Or if I sit in a sauna for 20 minutes and I get that uh, dopamine rush after it's like, all right, well, maybe I should, maybe I could actually go work out tomorrow. Mm. It just gets them to start to think a little bit different. And so like the main research right now is showing that one sauna session could have effects that last up to six weeks in a sauna that's over 176 degrees, which is staggering. But the most uh, efficient way to be able to, and the most optimal way to be able to introduce sauna into somebody's life is about three to four times a week for around 15 to 20 minutes at a time. Mm. And there's uh, um, vasodilation as part of this, right? I, I don't think most people know what that word means, but think of it as, um, think of it in the same way that you think of lifting weights and your fascial tissue gets torn and then repairs itself. But in this case, it's basically, it's widening uh, a, a two lane highway into a four lane highway, right? It's, it's yeah. making, it's making your, uh, not, not, not literally stretching them out, but just kind of returning your, uh, 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 your circulatory system to where it was supposed to be before. And the data right. on this stuff is pretty wild. I mean, it's like <clears throat> just 11 minutes of brisk walking a day can make the difference. You know what I mean? And you're going to get some similar effects from the sauna without having to do some of this other stuff, which, you know, don't I, I my my advice would be not to use it as an excuse not to work out but rather as a supplement right. to that stuff but it i mean even just doing that is better than what most americans just sitting in the sauna for fucking 20 or 30 minutes is better than what most americans do i view sauna as a way or i kind of view sauna as a positive gateway drug mm. I, if i get in sauna it'll stimulate and it'll it'll encourage me to want to do other positive things for my health and positive things with others and it brings people together and so like one of the key factors in longevity and, you know, age span and health span is relationship quality. So like when you're able to sweat it out in, in one of our barrels with two or three or four, six other people, um, you're enhancing your relationship and you're in, you're getting that accountability and you're sweating. And like, you're, like you're saying the, the vasodilation part, which is increasing circulation, it's getting new nutrients in, into the blood and into the muscle, uh, for people to be able to recover quicker and be able to get more oxygenated mm -hmm. blood to the system. People are going to feel high after. Sure. So like when you look at cold, that's a complete different industry right now, because I feel like the cold market is extremely saturated with manufacturers that's vasoconstriction right so um, your your veins start to get smaller because your blood flow is being limited to the extremities it's staying within your core 
Uh, so when you get that vasodilation and vasoconstriction, you often get a, a pretty killer body high. Mm. Um, but again, it's one of those things where, uh, even cold exposure when I believe like the end all be all is about 11 minutes a week, which is like the most optimal range for cold exposure, which comes out to about two or so minutes a day. Uh, if people just took a cold shower or if people got into a body water underneath 60 degrees for one to two minutes a day, I feel like the world would be such uh, <laughs> a, a much better place. Yeah. And uh, on the circulation thing, and it's why it's so important just to move around. If you don't do any of this other stuff, just move around more, you know, because uh, think think of circulation like uh, a river in the mountains, right? The, the slower it flows, the more stagnant it becomes, the more shit builds up in an algae or whatever it is and the faster it goes i mean you you can look at the water and tell the difference you could pick it you could just drink it right out of the out of the stream there and your blood is the same way i mean if it's not if it's not moving around through your body at a good clip then you know you're not first of all you're not getting enough oxygen to any part of your body which means your body is slowly fucking dying faster than it normally would have especially your brain uh which is why a lot of these uh congenital issues or i'm sorry a lot of these heart issues that come about as uh, um, as a second, third order effect of heart disease yeah. uh, affect the brain, like dementia and shit like that. You know, there's there's so much causal uh, data that shows good circulation can prevent dementia quite a bit more effectively than any drug that's on the market right now. That's it's so funny that you mentioned that. So, like fish oil, creatine, and sauna right now are showing to be the most um uh the most efficacy towards staving off and actually reversing the effects of alzheimer's and dementia so when you're able to get those three in it's kind of like a recipe for success but i think at the end of the day when you strip it all back people just need to start moving more mm -hmm. they need to be able to get and not just move more but they also need to do it with people mm. uh, when you get the accountability the relationship part and you're moving more frequently Again, your your life and your quality of life will only improve. Mm -hmm. And again, sauna is just one of those things where it's an easy way to do it, um, and it's a it's a way you know for our saunas when they last up to twenty plus years, you know for a fact that they're built to last. So it's going to be a, a like a core family memory if it's within the family or you know something that you're going to be sharing with your friends for a very very long time. Yeah, and then autoimmune issues are something that are becoming more common. Um, probably because of how disconnected from nature we are not like we we we, okay, we yeah. left the woods and then we also stopped eating food real food you know what i mean so it's like that was the second step the final step really but autoimmune diseases uh have become more and more prevalent and uh you know i'm i your your site says that sauna can can be helpful there can you explain to me how that works yeah so I think the the biggest thing for like auto autoimmune uh, diseases, and there's also like autoimmune like dietary protocols mm. could help that could help like offset some of these things. Um, but again, it it all a lot of it comes back to us increasing our body's internal uh, temperature. So um, oftentimes, like when we're in a sauna, our body temps at 98 degrees, it'll go up to like 101 degrees. So again, when it comes back to not just circulation, but uh, like heat shock protein and uh, other these these other proteins that that are um, and enzymes that are that are secreted. I think like the most important thing is that the the immunity side it starts to trigger biological um, factors within like our cells. So um, I don't want to like take too much of a deep dive mm -hmm. into it just because like I, I want I don't have like the exact research in front of me, so I don't want to like you know BS it. Um, but 
from immunity side uh, and obviously autoimmunity, when you combine the autoimmune protocols and diets out there, uh, plus sauna and movement, it's only going to help um, be able to reverse some of those autoimmune effects mm. that are occurring in people's bodies. Well, I mean, if you think about just how things grow in nature, um, stress is typically the it stress is, is typically the impetus for all growth, right? Whether it is grapes, yes. whether it's grapes struggling against the vine to reach up and fucking grab moisture out of the air because you know uh, that makes the grape sweeter to you know us lifting weights or whatever. It, it, Pretty, pretty much any time there's growth, there's there's some kind of stressful effort being put forth. And heat stress is one of the ones that is, uh, you know, pretty low impact on the body. You don't you don't need to be an ultra runner to get these results at all. I no. mean, it, it's it's not. And again, not to say that you should just go sit in a fucking sauna and that's all you should ever do. But, um, you know, the the this the way it works. The physical effects that heat stress has on your body is pretty obvious, right? It is going to make you produce more natural HGH. It'll it'll have the same general effect that taking some Orlin would, for example. Not to the same degree, but it's more consistent over time. Um, you know, yeah. and then there, then there's uh, you know, in the same way that a lot of med spas these days are are using treatments that force your face to create more collagen for women and if they, if they don't want to get injections or stuff like that it's the same general principle it's it's the same as you know uh trimming your nails or or uh you know cutting your hair to let it to get rid of the split ends you're getting rid of some of those external facing damaged cells they're starting to repair themselves now right that's that's yeah. how all this works and that's by the way is the same for movement right the circulation that you get from movement and the heat and the circulation you get from heat stress kind of have these same effects. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's also similar with fasting to like 24 hour plus mm. fast. Um, your cells end up kind of cleaning up shop. So there's a lot of good cells and bad cells and the good cells end up just going through and clearing out the bad cells. Mm. Um, so it's just a great way to be able to reset. And obviously when you're exercising and you're getting good quality sleep, and then you're also, you know, combining that with sauna, uh, your body becomes extremely resilient and putting your body into stressful environments uh, is good. Uh, there obviously there's, there's good stress and there's bad stress, so like stress and new stress. But uh, when you look at like a 15 to 20 minute bout of aerobic, um, you know, exercise, you know, such as sauna or such as like a two mile, three mile run, um, your body has to adapt to that, to that response. And so whether or not there was a high intensity uh, 20 minutes or a lower intensity 20 minutes, it's enough stress for the cells that the cells have to actually adapt to that stress and either create a more resilient system or to shut down the system. And so, again, when you look at the compounding effects of consistent stress and good like exercise stress, aerobic stress, it's only going to make people's body compositions improve um, and, and increase sleep and increase recovery. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it's all pretty obvious and basic, isn't it? I mean, for, we we just seem to for I think some we overthink it. Yeah, for some reason, uh, you know, in the West, we just unsolve problems every now and then, and then have to resolve oh. them, and it's it's it is very <laughs> irritating. Um, yeah, let's uh, I, let let's talk a bit about mental health. Um, I love it. Because it's, uh, as you mentioned before, and you know, in the vet community, but not just in the vet community, it's kind of pervasive throughout Western society. Now, there is a, 
there's a pretty big problem going on here. Even young, even, even teenage girls have seen a precipitous rise in suicide, and they, they used to be the least likely of all groups of people to commit suicide. So uh, it, it, has become a pro, it, it has become everyone's problem at this point. Yeah, I'll never forget. Um, my, so I, I was uh, coaching a um, uh, like a group fitness class. It was like 25 people or so, and it was around like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I had one of my um, one of my classmates who I was going to commission with come in and he's just bawling and he's like, yo, Rensel just committed suicide this morning. He left PT early and then uh, went to it, you know, uh, stopped his car on the tracks and that that's how he ended his life. And uh, it really put into perspective for me at the time. And then it was reiterated again when another one of my classmates after a recent tour committed suicide. And I think what's the most um, uh, the most important thing when it comes to mental health is being there uh, as not just a resource, but just being there as like a genuine good human being and listening. And unfortunately, like our phones pull us away from genuine interaction with each other. But I can't tell you the last time uh, most people had somebody genuinely listen to what's going on in their head. And the military, unfortunately, I, you know, when I was going through, uh, wasn't as supportive when it comes to mental health, but I believe it is improving now. But I think what com- what it comes back to is having great, genuine relationships where somebody feels comfortable enough to actually bring up super touchy subject matters such as mental health and potential suicide. And for us, and for me personally, a large large part of like why I want to give is to be able to help aid in these uh, initiatives and aid in people's experiences to be able to improve their mental health. And I believe sauna could be a huge factor in that uh, just for a a bunch of the reasons that that we stated earlier, Uh, but specifically in the military community, I can't tell you you know, I remember in my army experience, it was a lot of hurry up and wait, but then you just stand in formation at 30 degrees and, mm-hmm. you know, five, you know, uh, zero 500 in the morning. But this is a different environment because you get 20 to 30 minutes in a sauna where it's hot and you could actually interact with the people across from you and you're just kind of enjoying life for a bit. And I think that that's a good way to be able to start a really solid relationship. But again, mental health is it's near and dear to my heart. And I think that that'll be like one of my lasting impacts in the world is making sure that people feel like they're heard, uh, but also people feel like they're, you know, improving their mental health mm-hmm. because of not just the interaction with me, but like the team that we're building. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, our bodies and brains both physiologically and socially are built to seek socialization. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. It's like a, right. it's a defense yeah. mechanism yeah. against existential threats. We come together and instead of, you know, all looking inward at each other and being suspicious, we look outward for threats. That's that's yeah. kind of how society works. So, yeah, we're going to feel compelled to do that. And, and when you're depressed or whatever, nihilistic mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you're going to you're going to avoid those kind of things. Right. Because it stings to not fit in that space that you're supposed to fit in. It hurts. And it's more comfortable, I think, to isolate yourself in the short term than to do what you should do. Uh, because the ironic reality of that situation is because we are programmed to seek uh, socialization, that is will, what will ultimately repair what's wrong with us, right? I, I, in the in the short term, in the immediate term, 
we think, well, this isn't comfortable. This doesn't fit with what I'm doing. I don't fit here, whatever the reason is. So I'm just going to go like, I, I'm a burden on people, whatever, whatever people think. So I'm just going to go over here and isolate myself. But the reality is that if you want to get out of that rut, then you have to socialize with other people. That's the only way to yeah. do it because that is the way your body has been programmed through the last 2 million or so years of evolution to do so. And we seek purpose, particularly as men, you know, our purpose is defined by how we provide for and protect people. You know what I mean? And this yep. is, a, this is a conversation I've been having in the vet community for a very long time because it seemed like it seemed like the, the solution to the veteran suicide crisis, as it were, was to pat people on the back, coddle them, reassure them, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what, that's not how you treat a man. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, you give them a job to do, you give them purpose, you give them control back over their own life. And, you know, <clears throat> the purpose part's huge, man. It's the only part that God, really matters. So freaking every, every, everything else kind of falls into place once you get there. But, you know, uh, it, it redirects, it, it redirects your focus from yourself and your own survival. I mean, it's like a fucking, I, I, I hate to be reductive, but it's like a toddler. A to toddler falls down and then looks to you to see if they should cry or not. You know what I mean? And we've, <laughs> we've taught this entire generation of fucking men to look at society and be like, oh, I'm a victim now. Like, yes, life sucks, dude. It's fucked up. Fucked up shit happens all the time. Your buddies kill themselves. You go to war. The yeah. economy collapses. We do stupid shit. It's just, that's the way it is. And it's the way it's always going to be, right? Life is not yeah. fair. But, you know, the, this is, I've been having this argument for years now. Like, stop treating these dudes like they're fucking broken. They're not broken. They're just, they don't have a, a mission right now. Give them a goddamn mission and they'll be fine. This episode of Citizen is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is veteran operated and supports America's military, law enforcement, and first responders. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, rounds, and delivery schedule anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. The best value you're going to get from Black Rifle Coffee is the coffee club. As again, you can choose the roast, whether you're like light, dark, or medium. You can choose the texture. You can choose whether you want uh, ground coffee, whether you want to grind it yourself and get whole bean, or if you use a Keurig and you want the coffee rounds and the delivery schedule with a wide uh, array of options for that. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, use the code CITIZEN and get 20% off your first order. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. If you get the 40% uh, off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff for about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down 0% financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months at five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinker bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best. The mattress protector, the weighted blanket, they have everything you need there. 30% off everything. 
use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40 percent off yeah i think that there's um i think more than ever right now people are fear of judge they have a fear of judgment um but i guarantee you and i, I don't have the data in front of me but there's a massive increase of suicide rates and mental health issues since the rise of social media. Mm -hmm. And so for people to create parameters and boundaries for themselves on social media, I think that it could be a great tool if utilized the right way, but also could be a really, really bad tool if it's abused. And uh, people more than ever are just super sensitive towards judgment and what people think of them. And I think that's one of the reasons why creativity uh, can be and is probably more dead than it's ever been um but at the same time you have a lot of people who don't really care what other people think and they're driving innovation so the 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 creativity side and you know creating purpose and creating direction for yourself i think uh, can be negated but you have to be able to let go of the boundaries uh that uh, people are putting onto you mm -hmm. like you have to create those you're, you have to create your own boundaries and no one to say yes no one to say no and have that purpose and have that direction and I know this is this seems, you know, it's much easier said than done. But the fear of judgment and social media to me are like two of like the largest factors of mental health in, in addition to exercise and mm. people becoming more sedentary than they've ever been. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the latest data I've seen is 38 percent of Americans are either diabetic or in pre-diabetes. That's a problem, man. That's yeah, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. to your point about, you know, well, one, I, it's. It's easy to say you don't care what other people think. I genuinely don't, but I'm a fucking weirdo, so I I, I don't expect people to. <laughs> and that's behave. okay though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I've. It's been a long road for me, and I've never given a shit about any of this stuff. So, um, yeah. I don't expect everybody else to come from that direction, though. So you know, you got to be empathetic to that. But every, right. I'll, I'll tell you this: every successful company has a mission statement, and the purpose of that mission statement is that. Everything in your company should support that statement, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it's like at Black Rifle, when I was a VP of marketing at Black Rifle Coffee, our mission statement was we serve coffee and culture to people that love America. So anybody that worked at the company or was a contractor for the company, if you're making a piece of content, you're doing marketing, whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? Does the When, when I'm faced with a decision, particularly a tough decision, which one of those answers best supports that mission statement you know what i mean and you do that in your own life as well like today it, it can get pretty granular i don't know if i recommend that because you know it does get robotic after time though uh, i will say repetition is good at habit building in the in the short term for sure repetition is good for habit building but at some point you you, you also want to live your life you know what i mean you don't want to be completely captured by constantly trying to improve your life you want to live some of it as well i would recommend highly living some of your life um but what's your mission state like what am i trying to accomplish exactly with my life and it's not always going to be the same answer like maybe there's some guiding principle like i want to be a good person or something but it's you know family life here are the things i want to achieve uh, uh business life here are the things i want to achieve and sometimes writing that stuff down or just imagining it in your head can be super helpful because you need to find those points of intersection between the the business and family life or your current circumstance and your goal and see, you know, you got to draw a map to get there. That's how it works. You know, I, I find um, 
as I continue to go along uh, building businesses and doing like more of what I want, I find that I was conditioned and we were all conditioned to strive for balance in life. But I feel like people that have really accomplished incredible things didn't necessarily have balance, but they knew when uh, priorities were going to have to be shifted. Right. So like there's going to be days where work's going to be all consuming. There's going to be days where family's going to be all consuming. Another day where my exercise or my faith or whatever it is, whatever my values are, are going to be more priority than others. And so understanding that every single day there's not going to be perfect balance helps. And if you're striving for perfect balance, you're going to only disappoint yourself Mm. and you're only going to ruin your mental health even more because it's an unrealistic goal. Um, Again, if, if you're looking to, to really gain control on your life, understand that your priority, you have to understand what your priorities are. If they're not, if whatever is happening does not fall within your priorities, it's probably a no. Mm. You should probably stay the hell away from it. Um, but if it lays within your priorities, understand that there could be a balance shift and that's totally fine. And that's how you're going to be able to get it done, though. And that's mm. also it also comes back to you being able to delegate out responsibilities like to your wife or being able to have to communicate early on something that may potentially come up. Uh, I feel like people fear communication for whatever reason now, too, which drives me up the wall. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I used to tell my soldiers that bad news doesn't get better with time. Like as soon as something gets fucked oh, up, right. you got to tell me right now, because the sooner we interdict that, the the less uh, are, 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 I guess the less tragic the outcome might be. Right. That's what yeah, mitigation yeah. is. Like, yeah, the sucky news sucks. Yeah. But the longer it goes out, the harder it's going to be able to deal with. So, yeah, I I think that the striking the balance is, is kind of bullshit. And I think that understanding where your priorities are and being okay and giving yourself grace within those priorities and communicating early and effectively is a great recipe for success. Yeah, 100%. Uh, tell me about um, some of these other uh, projects you have black flag athletics is one. Yeah. So I actually just sold my equity in Mm. black flag like two weeks ago. So that was like a 10 year period, uh, where I was, you know, going through the ranks over there and growing. This is, this is the gym you were working at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So I just, I just sold that equity, uh, two weeks ago and it was, it was the right time, right situation. Um, and it was just the time for me to, uh, just be a member there and just enjoy some of the fruits of my labor and but more so just kind of enjoy being around the community mm. um, and like when you're around great people all sweating together there's that's a that's a recipe for success into itself um, I'm hosting my first ever charity or philanthropic uh, ultra marathon here in three weeks here in Cleveland called hell on Hogsback. it's this nasty hill uh, outside of Cleveland in the uh, national park system and it's a 12% grade down, 12% grade up, continuously over on a 0.75 mile loop for 12 straight hours. And it's 100% donation based. And all the funds and proceeds that uh, will be raised are gonna be uh, going to one fund that we're gonna hand deliver a check to one cancer patient in need that needs the financial support. And that idea came about when I was sitting in the hospital with my dad when he had that stroke in front of me. I was like, man, my dad's so fortunate that he could be able to even pay for these Mm -hmm. procedures, make these decisions. But unfortunately, there's people that can't. And so we need to be able to give back and do something big there. So actually, um, that day we'll have uh, Sisu Solana there. We'll have ice barrels there. Uh, We've got Element as our electrolyte partner. Um, We've got like 50 plus people that are doing it. And this is the inaugural year. So 
it's already like exceeded my expectations. I'm really excited to be able to change somebody's life with it. Mm-hmm. And it says, I'm, I'm reading from the site here, but you can register uh, until August 19th. So you got another, yep. uh, another week. This will come out uh, Monday next week. So you got about another uh, another week to do that. And it is in, wait, Lakewood? Is that right? Lakewood, Ohio. Ohio, yep. Just right, right outside of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's in so on the west side. And is this something, this is a place that you've gone to run before, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, so my, yes, uh, my family, so my wife are, and my kids, we moved from Lakewood out to uh, the city called Avon Lake. And the, one of the hardest things when we moved was giving up access to that hill every day. There's something about that freaking hill that sucks so bad. Um, I would, it was a mile from our house. So I'd always run there and then run down and run, run some trails and run back up that uh, Hogsback Hill. And it's just iconic uh, in Cleveland. If, if you're trying to get elevation and uh, some nasty terrain, that is the hill because it's just relentless uh, the entire time. And it's just this behemoth. But um, I would run that every single day for my ultra running training. Yeah, that's like a mini Curahee almost. I don't know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's this fucked up hill in South Carolina that airborne dudes used to run back in the day, three yeah. miles up, three miles down. I'm sure you remember it from Band of Brothers. But, oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, people usually don't do it for fucking fun, though. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's the beauty of it, right, is that this race is going to inspire people to do things not just themselves, but others that are around them uh, to do to do things that are very difficult, uh, to uh, grow out beyond their comfort zones, mm-hmm. and then to, we're giving forward, right? So it's the ultimate motivation. You get to inspire people, plus we get to give towards somebody that is going to positively influence their life from the funds that we're raising. Sure, yeah. Um, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit more about um, let's talk about the sauna. Tell me about what what it is about yours specifically that makes it better than the other ones that are available yeah for sure so the issue with the sauna space and this is the one of the reasons why we went to manufacturing is that when you go to buy a sauna off a website there's too many options there's mm-hmm. all these different styles of saunas there's these you know box saunas infrared saunas uh saunas that don't even have a heater there's saunas wait that, how's that know, work Dude, you tell me. And, and <laughs> okay. So like, there's all these there's all these things with uh, miseducation mm-hmm. in the sauna in the sauna space. So what we did is that we came in with a lot of simplicity. We said we're going to choose this style with these accessories, with this heater, with this crate, with everything, and this is the price. So it's like one price. You add the shipping, and that's it. And so when you go into buy a sauna off somebody's site, I would have to buy the sauna, add the heater, or choose from a multitude of heaters, choose from a multitude of accessories, whether or not I need to add windows, whether and whether or not I need to add flooring, the whole thing. So what we did is that we chose the barrel sauna concept, uh, which makes the heater much more efficient. So it heats the space uh, much quicker because there's 23% less cubic footage. And because of the cylinder shape, it keeps the air continually circulating. And especially the way that we added the vents on the sauna, it just, again, it, it keeps the hot air circulating. So there's really not a cold spot of the barrel. Um, all of our saunas are again, us sourced from Idaho, uh, with the wood and then the Amish craftsmanship where we're doing these in, in Ohio. Uh, I hate to say it, but there's really there's only one other company that has us source us made uh saunas but even them they will uh, continue to import some canadian wood and and use hemlock not cedar Mm. so we really wanted it to be not just a premium experience but the right experience that supports us 
um, uh, U.S. trade and whatnot. So outside of that, we one of the issues with the sauna space is that heaters really only get up to 180 degrees. Um, our heaters get to 230 degrees. So what we found is that uh, through this uh, style of heater called Hume, who we've, who we've uh, created a great partnership with that's spelled H-U-U-M, um, they've got triple the rock volume of a typical sauna. So it's a better, more indirect heat. So it's a much even, it's a much more even heat. I could pour water on the rocks to add humidity, but on a literal phone or on my app on my phone, I could set the temperature to whatever I want it to between 110 to 230 degrees, whether I'm coming home from work or I just got off a flight and I'm headed home and I want to turn my sauna on, it'll be ready by the time I get there. I could also put it onto a schedule with that app as well. Um, the other thing too, is that we took all the guesswork out. So when you go and buy through us, you have every single thing that you need to have the ultimate sauna experience mm -hmm. without having to buy anything else. So that's all, all factored into the price. And so when somebody purchases one of our saunas, um, the assembly is super, super quick. Uh, most uh, barrel saunas and other saunas out there take a couple, uh, two to three to four days to build out. Ours could be built out within three to four hours with you and another person and very minimal uh, understanding of how to utilize tools and, and wood. Um, and then the saunas are truly built to last. Again, like the way that our saunas are rated, they're meant for 15 to 20 plus years. Uh, we've got five-year warranties on our heaters and all the material goods, and we've got 100% satisfaction, satisfaction guarantee. So we, we really stand by our product and also stand for the customer. And you've got some, uh, you said you had some additional stuff that you've added recently. One is the uh, the outdoor shower. What was the other one? Yeah, the, the other one's called the Ember, which is our wood-burning sauna. So there's no electric required at all. Uh, it's this absolutely gorgeous, um, it's called a Hume Hive Heat Heater. Mm. And uh, it's got this beautiful wooden handle that you open up. It's all cast iron, uh, like basket of rocks. Then you feed the sauna from the inside of the sauna with, with firewood. And it gets super hot, super quick. And it's also a super efficient burn, so it doesn't require much wood to get it up to temperature. And plus, it also sustains that that temperature for a long time. And um, that there's really no limit to what you could get it up to in terms of temperature. A lot of people, like if you stoke it up hot, you get up to 230 to 240 if you wanted to. What's the what's the safe limit for a human being? Uh, I find that it's <laughs> it's an ego measuring test after about 210 degrees. You okay. don't really need to get much hotter than that. Um, me personally, I've been doing sauna for many years now, uh, and I'm in pretty good shape. I find that 200 degrees is perfect. So, uh, but I do find that you do not want to be limited by 180 degrees, which is again, kind of like the industry standard right now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure it's the best idea to be heating up your core with infrared in the first place. It's, it's not yeah. exactly microwaves, but it kind of gives, it kind of concerns me a little bit that you would do that to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And it's well, it's a marketing thing to be mm -hmm. honest. Uh, it's, it's a lower price point product. Uh, you could plug it into a wall for the infrared. Um, but again, when you when you think about it and you pull back the layers of the onion on infrared, there's just not enough evidence. Mm. And when you put common sense to it, uh, would you rather would you rather want hot rocks heating up a room to heat you up or <laughs> do you want infrared wavelengths from China heating you up? I'm not sure. Yeah, so, I mean, technically, yeah, it's sure, it's but. technically it's thermal radiation either way, but uh, yeah. distributed and in, in, in quite a different means. I mean, I, I don't know. That seems the vehicle's different. Yeah. That seems weird. I don't know that that's a great idea. Just microwaving yourself. 
uh, you know, a couple times a week. We're, we're pe- people are already doing that with uh, with uh, tanning beds and shit. Just go outside, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't even yeah, like it. People have this idea that again, we talked about it earlier, but they have this idea that you have to stand in the blistering sun to get vitamin D and radiation, and that's not at all how radiation works. Right. Uh, I'm certainly yeah. it helps uh, filter some of it out, but it doesn't, anyways. Um, well, yeah. look, this has been a great conversation. You've got a great product. Uh, I've heard quite a few people uh, speak Amazing. to its to its goodness, and I'm kind of I'm, I'm this I'm looking at this new Ember one, uh, <laughs> and it is. It, I mean, it's like a big cast iron fucking heating unit right there in the middle. That, that's gorgeous, pretty nice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, is there anything well, else you'd like to share? I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, it, I was gonna say, let me know if you're interested. I'll definitely make sure we take care of you. Yeah, I'm. I'm always interested. For sure. I mean, this is this thing looks fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that later. Is there anything else you'd like to share with these guys uh, other than your upcoming event on the what, what is it? The 24th? Yeah, the 26th. 26th of August. Yeah. Uh, for the, Obviously, uh, when this is released, most I'm sure most of your listeners aren't around the Cleveland area. We do have people flying in for it, which mm-hmm. would be cool. But uh, there is a donate uh, option as well for those who are looking to give uh, give forward in a big way. Cool. Yeah, well, you guys go check it out. Go to uh, Sisu Lifestyle. That's S-I-S-U Lifestyle.com. Check out the products. Check out Pete or Peter Nelson, depending on your gender. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, check out all the stuff you got going on. I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, man, anytime. Uh, what, if you guys ever need any or if you guys have any questions, just feel free to reach out. My Instagram is probably the easiest one to reach me out or reach out to me at, which is at Peter Nelson II. Great. There you go. It is Peter then. You're, you're self-identifying, so uh, <laughs> yeah. you can let me off the hook if you want, but it is Peter. All right, great. Well, thanks for coming today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen.